Damn right. You dream? Damn right. I deserve it. I'm worth it. <laughs> Besides, you fit perfect. But that's our secret. Can you keep it? I'm a junkie for you when you need it. When you leave the villains, you leave me with. I'm knee deep in it. I'm knee deep in Overdosing it. off the potion. We can never get lonely. The only one that can do something for me. Totally mind blowing. And I never let him go. These streets ain't got nothing for me. It's full of skeezers and phonies. Us again, leeches. They own me, homie. So welcome to another edition of the Pixel Roll Show, where we discuss a team that can't get a Bumble match or date with their two-year crush, your Washington Wizards. Hello, everyone. This is Adam McGinnis. It is June 30th, 2016, and free agency, the July 1st beginning of the NBA open market, is almost upon us. Things are moving very quickly in the NBA Twitterverse and sports media. So who knows, by the time you listen to this, what players will be on the Wizards roster. So I will try to keep this brief, even though brevity is never has never been one of my strong suits. First, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties of the last show. I listened back to it, and I could have done a lot better on the mic. It's having some internet issues. I, I need to fire uh, the tech guy, uh, who was me, on the show. So I apologize. Uh, my bad. This podcast, I really go into defending the Wizards fandom. Hopefully this resonates with a lot of the listeners because I really stick up for what it's like to be a Wizards fan to a lot of critics. I'm very sensitive and protective of, of our community, especially from outsiders or even insiders that somehow don't have the level of respect and take things out unfairly on the people who actually give a shit about this basketball team. Just go listen. Oh, oh first, first before you go listen, uh, sponsor. Yes, I have a sponsor to the Pixel Roll Show. My first one, uh, Sneakis, S-N-E-E-K-I-S.com. DMV, sports apparel, DC, Maryland, brunt shirts, girls, women, kids, men. Hook up your girls, hook up your fam, hook up the people. Uh, with some gear and help support the show and an independent voice uh, that keeps continually covering the Wizards that hopefully you enjoy. At checkout, if you use Pixel and Roll, uh, you get 10% off your order. So you'll be looking fly at all your barbecues the rest of the summer. People come up to you at sporting events. They'll ask you where you got this cool gear. It is sneakers.com. You'll never regret making a purchase. I have a bunch of different things. So this is part two of my conversation with Troy Halliburton. Happy 4th, everyone. Go America. Enjoy. We're going to circle back to Kevin Durant again. So th- there isn't the meeting. John Wall has his uh, basketball camp out in Virginia, Fairfax High. I don't have a car, so I did not go to it on Sunday. Uh, our man, uh, Jay Michael, was there again. Oh, this is heavy on Jay Michael from Comcast. Was out there, and he got some quotes from John Wall uh, that caused a, some, a kerfuffle today uh, from fans. Yeah. Some of it's some bullshit. I... Once again, I, I defend John Wall a lot. I will, I will, you know, I'll call him out when he deserves to be called out to a certain extent. But I'm very territorial of John Wall because he's he's gotten so much bullshit from so many people down the list. I don't want to go into that because that's a whole two ten minute rant. But this is what he says. Basically, he's just like, "Hey, Kevin Durant wants to get a meeting," which seems to me that you know, Kevin Durant's it's over, right? So John Wall goes. A lot of people will be devastated, but at the end of the day. 
He never promised us anything, Wall said. Each day, everybody said, KD to DC, coming to our games, wearing all that Kevin Durant stuff. He didn't like it at that time because you should cheer for the team that you got. That might sway him. He goes on to say, it's in his heart and his decision if he wants to meet with us. If he feels like he can win a championship here, so be it. If not, he probably won't come. The way this season went might play into it. I think it's early in the process. Everybody knew the teams that he was going to meet with early on, the Warriors, the Spurs. But after that, you got to figure it out. But if you don't have a shot, you have to move on. I find nothing wrong with these comments whatsoever. Do you have any... It's almost similar to what Kevin Durant said about all these fans and in, in D.C. when he played his game here last November. It's almost verbatim. And John Wall's just kind of quoting Kevin Durant and speculating just how we're speculating about what Kevin Durant's going to do. I found no qualms at all about what he said. Now, I am, once again, I'll admit my biases of being defensive about anything John Wall says from criticism. But there was... Then this goes on to somehow that John Wall is calling out fans and that John Wall is, you know, being critical of fans and that the reason Kevin Durant's not coming here is because of, of Wizards fans. I, did yeah, not inter- so- I just read those quotes. I, don't inter- I did not interpret that from those quotes. People were, media types were. Your, your take on this, Troy. All right, my take is that I feel like this is like, uh, this is like what happens when, like, a game of telephone. It's like you have one message, and then, like, it, the, the more people that the message gets to, it, like, it changes. So, so now John Wall, he's talking about, he pretty much quoted, you know, Durant verbatim as far as, you know, you should cheer for your own team. And then now, next thing, you know, people on uh, Twitter are talking about the Wizards, you know, I, 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 we have, like, the worst fans, and, you know, all the players don't like the, you know, the lack of fan support and all of this. And I feel like, you know, it just kind of escalated very quickly without really, you know, any, you know, prompt from, you know, any any particular player besides, you know, a, a quote that has already been out there since since Katie came to D.C. last, I think it was that last February. So I think that this is much ado about nothing as far as, you know, uh, the, the fans, what role they might have actually played in Kevin Durant wanting to come to D.C. or not. You know, and I think that, you know, I think that uh, maybe uh, what Jay Michael was tweeting about earlier about, you know, the, the, the lack of support from Wizards fans and that I think he said something like, you know, every Wizards player has uh, come to him commenting, you know, on the lack of support. And honestly, I mean, this 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 might uh, you know sting a little bit, but you know he he's kind of not off. I mean the the Wizards fan base is you know the morale is very low right now, and you know even you know you 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 and I we, we go to a lot of Wizards games. You know what it's like in there on a, on a Tuesday night when they're playing the Orlando Magic. You know it, it, it's not really the the most vibrant uh, atmosphere. And uh, I think that, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I think that if you go to different arenas across the country, like I, I, mean, I got a chance to go to a, a Brooklyn Nets game this year when they played the Wizards. I mean, in the Nets, I mean, they're, they're fucking god-awful. But, I mean, you would never know that when you go to the game because, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of fan activity. You know, the, pe- the people are into the game. You know, the people are, you know, they, they actually show up on time. They're in their seats. You know, I mean, it, it's a. I think that you know, we as Wizards fans can do a lot better as far as uh, support for the team goes. 
And I think that, you know, the the product on the floor and, you know, also the uh, the, the way that the fans seem to have been, you know, feel, feel like they've been mistreated by Ernie and Ted over the last few years, you know, plays a part in that too. So I think that I think that everybody has to do better. But no, I, I don't think that you know the fan involvement has literally anything to do with whether KD wants to come to DC or not. You know, and I think for anybody to use that as an excuse is probably, you know, is just reaching the you know. So I know I, I'm I I agree that you know with what Jay Michael was saying that you know Wizards fans can do better. But I, I just think that we're we're all putting a little bit too much into the role that you know fans play. So, so Jay Michael goes on. So he wrote this article on Sunday night. So he goes on the Sports Junkies this morning and just went off against the Wizards fans. Made all these assumptions. I don't. Our, our good friend, a uh, contributor, a uh, bit on the podcast, Brian, Brian France, <laughs> wrote this up for for one hundred six point seven. And I don't really want to read all these quotes. I'll link it in the show notes. But essentially, once again, the thing that, that bothers me uh, the most about J. Michael is that, like, I don't really have a relationship with him. Uh, you know, he asks a lot of questions. He's the first ones. He's taking a lot of heat. He doesn't give a fuck most of the time. So I sometimes like that he will, you know, say these things to get Whitman riled up and, and all this stuff. And his journalism, I don't want to speak on because I'll be very critical. But he does, you know, have a relationship with these players, and he does cover the team a lot more than I do, especially on the road. I get that. But what I don't understand is that he just has this contempt for the customers, which are Wizards fans, and has this this view that somehow the fans should be this and they're not, and then when fans don't push back, then somehow he attacks them that they're not great. And I'd be like, yo, dude, like these are the people that are paying your salary, essentially. If they're not for the Wizards fans caring about this team and clicking on your articles and reading you or following you or watching watching this stuff, then you wouldn't have a job. And, 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 and that's what upsets me in this sense. And I'm very sensitive when it comes from Chris's of fans because it's you're criticizing the fans that give a fuck. Like, you're criticizing the fans that care. Like, we care. We all care. People listening to this podcast right now care too much. We all care too much about this effing basketball team that frustrates us, that gives us sometimes joy, the hashtag so wizards, but you know, the community's great, people are into it, and what, what pisses me off is this, this assumptions that somehow did that because Boston has a lot of boisterous fans, that New York Knicks fans show up and yell, that, that yes, there, can fans be better, can they show up in a, better standpoint. Yes, but where is the organization's role? The fans didn't draft all these shitty-ass players. They didn't draft Leon Vesely. They didn't pass on Draymond Green and, and Crowder. You know, they didn't They didn't trade for, for Mike Miller and Randy Foy. Like, they didn't do any of that. And that, that's what really upsets me. They went, they haven't won, we have not, this franchise has not won 50 games in 37 years, and these fans still come. Now, are there front runners? Do we live in an international city where there's fans from other teams People live all over. They come. They buy those tickets. So maybe you can call out the Wizards fans and sell those tickets to the opposing teams, right? But I went to all those playoff right. games, man. I went to every single one of those playoff games. The fans were into it. The free Nene chance in game four of the 2014 playoffs when Trevor Reason went nuts on the Sunday was amazing, dude. I was high-fiving dudes. They're singing songs. They kicked their ass. When we swept the Raptors and Wale has a championship belt out and he's posing and talking shit, that place was electric. You know, and 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 it for somehow like it is like oh the fans are bad because 
uh, you know, some Boston meatheads got drunk and yelled more than a Wizards fan. Well, how about this? Go to Martin Luther King game against the Blazers, dude. This year, they got their ass kicked from the jump. What the hell do you want the fans to cheer for? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, it's so, it's so maybe it's somehow like the straw men of fans. Uh, now, now th- th- that's what we're complaining about, but I get sensitive because then it feels like you're calling out the fans that I know that read our stuff, that are listening to this podcast, that go to the games, that spend money, that buy the jerseys, that somehow they're not doing enough. And that the reason th- that we don't get Kevin Durant or we haven't been successful is because there's something incomplete about these fans. And that's what really irks me and pisses me off. And when I see these quotes from Jay Michael to say, you know, he's saying stuff of all, all the fan, the Wizards fans get mad about, or the players get mad about fans. I think that is not that is not exclusive to the Wizards because some overzealous fans or or the lack of support. I mean, go down the list in the NBA. I'm pretty sure you could talk about any single player. Like talk about some fan interaction that's that's weird. And and and, and the thing that also upsets me is that yo, dude, you're calling out these things. Well, first of all, you're bringing the Lakers game up. All right, the Kobe stand is the Kobe stand that happened in every arena this year. Right, that is not just a Washington Wizards thing. <laughs> right. But what I will what I will agree with Troy uh, but, uh, this Chris this Chris is no I want you to hear me out. D- that this town being an international city, that being from people from all over come here to be in politics, to you know, go to law school, to work on the hill, to do all these things and I love you know, I love DC to death, it's my home. There are people that already have allegiances before they come here. And I get it. But and there is a front-runner nature uh, for uh, sports here in the city, especially the basketball team. But I feel like fan apathy is on the feet of A. Poland. It's on the feet of Ted Leonsis. It's on the feet of Ernie Grunfeld. It is not on the fans that do give a shit about this team still and do support us, that tweet us, that listen to us, that care, that click on the links, that, that, you know, that go to the, the events, the fan events and open practices, and somehow – their their flaws are the reasons why this, this this franchise is struggling has struggled or had a disappointing season, and not that these other people in charge should, should be to bear the brunt of Jay Michael's criticism, and not not people because he thinks that some Wizards fans boo John Wall at the free throw line, which is a bunch of bullshit too, which has been proven. There's a Bulls Forever piece that says that that was Knicks fans, that was Celtics fans. Now, is it bullshit that John Wall was getting booed, that he heard the boos, that he's mentioned it multiple times? Yes, but that was not Wizards fans. That was fans of the other team. Anyway, that was my rant. Right, that, was no. good, that was a good rant, Troy, but <laughs> go on. No, I completely agree with you where, where it's like, I don't appreciate trying to shift the responsibility onto the fans. And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to play the blame game, then everybody has to, you know, take a piece of this blame pie. And I think that, you know, the majority of it has to go on ownership and management, you know, just like you said, you know, they, they, they have created this atmosphere where, you know, the product on the floor hasn't really been up to snuff. And the the worst thing is is the fact that the price of the tickets keep going up every year, yeah. and it's like they you know it, they, 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 they went raise, from they raise them again, by the way. Exactly. So, and I think that you know that that has something to do with it. Where where you know you we're getting to a sense where you know the the fans probably feel like ownership's getting over on us. You know they're they they're not spending money making the quality of the uh, of the product better, but for some reason they want you to pay more money. You know to 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 get into the arena. So I think I think that you know trying to 
shift the blame to the fans is is not the correct way to go about this. You know, but at the same time, I think I agree with you with, with what you said as far as you know, Wizards fans being front runners because just like you said, but that didn't you know, Wizards fans. That's not Wizards fans. Don't you think that's DC sports fans that were like, that's oh, there's, there's general, something, there's right? something to go to, or just people that are like, oh yeah, the Wizards playoff game. Let me get a tickets through my corporation or my business because now they're good. It's somewhere to go to on a Friday night, but it isn't. They're not going to see the Grizzlies Wizards on a Tuesday night, right? No, definitely not. But uh, like I said, man, I, I, I think that, you know, Jay Michael, he's doing his job. He's trying to report. And I think, you know, everybody has their own agenda in mind. You know, maybe he has the players in his ear, you know, telling him to, you know, get this message out there. They, they <laughs> That, you know, that, that, that they're not happy with, you know, what's going on. But, you know, I mean, that, that's neither here nor there. I, I can say that. You know, I, I definitely lean more towards uh, your opinion right now that we need to be holding, you know, ownership and management more responsible than uh, than, than the actual fans who, who you know, they, 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 they may not show up uh, at, at, at 7 o'clock on the dot for these uh, weeknight games. But they, I mean, they, they show their true passion on the on on, on Wizards Twitter. Oh, for and, sure. You know, oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, so the, I mean, you 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 and I both know that you know the the fans are out there and they care. You know, they they get just as pissed off as any other fan base. You know, when when, when shit hits the fan. So, you know, I think it, it definitely definitely wasn't right to like try to uh, try to you know totally blame the fans for you know why things aren't going right. Well, what I, what what upset me about this type of journalism is is that you you it was you're trying to drive a wedge between fans and the Wizards players, or fans and John Wall, or fans disappointed in not getting Kevin Durant, and it's their fault, or they should be mad at the players and John Wall are not calling them out. And I just thought that was just bullshit journalism. I mean, obviously, I can pander because I. Why are people listening to this podcast? Why do people click on our links? Why do people engage us on Wizard Twitter? Why do they care about our opinions? Why do we have credibility? Hopefully, hopefully it's because hopefully it's because hopefully it's because they you know they you know, hopefully this is entertaining or informative or, and there's you know other things I hope that that's why I'm creating here from a creative standpoint. But it's also because like one I'm saying how it is like I'm not trying to make it be, I'm not TMZ. I can sit here and sit right now. I can tell you all sorts of stories that make you probably not like half this bas- Wizards basketball team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, but that, or not, or I can tell you a million of them that I've seen and I do that you would make you like them, but you know, they're humans and people, but um, that is not our game to say like, Oh, people get frustrated. They're humans that I'm trying to have some type of like, sensationalist view of why is this a thing? Like, why are we, right now, why am I talking about the fans and the Wizards fans right now? Like, we're upset. We didn't make a draft pick and Kevin Durant's not having a meeting with us. Like, to me, like, that is what I want to talk about. <laughs> I don't want to talk about whether or not, like, that, that, like, whether or not we're good enough fans. And, and, you know, bringing up this booing of John Wall, which, once again, I thought this, it's like a truther thing. Like, it won't go away. And, and, and I think John Wall actually believes that, unfortunately, he thinks it maybe was some Wizards fans, and maybe that's what the players have told J. Michael. I don't know. I'm speculating. But it, but it really upsets me because to be a fan of this team, dude, to, 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 to spend your money, to spend your time, it, it is not it – it is an enduring process. There's a reason so Wizards hashtag exists from going down the list of Gilbert Arenas' the guns, the knee injuries, all the drafts. 
Follies, go to the Abe Poland eras of older fans in the 80s and 90s. I mean, this has not been a fun endeavor to be a fan of this team. And for somehow the ones that are now, that somehow like were to blame, or that we, the ones that actually give a fucking care, that somehow that they're responsible for any of this thing, I think it's just completely off base, completely unfair. And obviously I'm pandering the people listening to this right now. But, but I'm also telling you the real and the truth. And I just get really frustrated, and, and my my rant my rant is is, is probably it's probably over here. I, I'm over this sensitive. Yes, man. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> I'm right with you, man. This is this is clearly uh, struck a uh, chord with you. Well, no, it is because you know because, what? Because, I'm, well, yeah, I'm right there with and, you, and I'll give you a reason, Troy. You like, I will, my opinion. Man. No, I no, I've been to those games where it's all Miami Heat Heat fans yelling for LeBron, right? I've been to those games where it's Lakers fans. And you're yelling for Kobe. That sucked. I've been to Bulls games. We're Bulls fans. I've been to Knicks games where Steve Francis, like, hit some three and jumped on the stadium. And I had to listen to all Knicks fans. Or Amari Stoudemire blocked John Wall at the end of the game. And I had to listen to all these Knicks fans yell and scream. And it just, you know, ah, it was an awful experience. I get it. And, like, it sucked that somehow they were drowning Wizards fans out. But sometimes it's like, yo, dude, why are we playing Javel McGee and Andre Blotch together? You know, why Why is Maurice Evans playing 35 minutes a game? You know what I mean? Like, come on, dog. Like, hey, the fans doing those things. You know? And, and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. and then also, the thing, like, this year, my experience. Yeah, no, I went to the Warriors game this year, which, you know, Steph Curry almost broke the three-point record. There's all these Warrior fans now. There's all these Golden State, you know, they're the new team. They're the new Miami Heat. They're the, they're the new, you know, you know, bell at the ball. And you have all these national teams or national fans of basketball that are there to support the Warriors. And it was, I compared them to the Beatles in the article I wrote. But dude, John Wall went off in that game. And in the third quarter, when John Wall went off, Wizards fans were louder than the, the contention of Golden State fans. Now, Golden State pulled away. Uh, John Wall, I think, had like 39 or 41 and 14 and went nuts. And Steph Curry had like one more three to, to break the record of all time threes in one game. And Clay Thompson had a good game, and the Warriors prevailed because they were a better team. But it wasn't like, I was like, oh, God, like the Wizards fans didn't show up. I was like, no, dude, there's a shit ton of people there. There's a lot of Warriors people. But the Wizards fans really cheered when the Wizards made their big run in the third quarter and had a shot. They just, John Wall got in foul trouble, and Randy Whitman screwed it up. But that's why I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I witnessed that. But why are we talking about John Wall getting booed by Knicks fans and somehow that's representative of the fan base? That's what pissed me off. I am now done. Rand is over. Yeah, I mean, the fact, the fact that John Wall uh, getting booed at the free throw line story keeps coming up lets you know that, I mean, somebody in within the organization is, you know, thinks that this is a big deal or, you know, is, is you know, got I guess like uh, Clay Thompson said, somebody might have got their feelings hurt, you know. But uh, I think that, I think that, I mean, the the fans, I think the the most important thing for me is the fact that the fans, we are not to blame for things that are going on with the franchise. You know, I think that, you know, for, for anybody to, to make it seem like, you know, the, the, the lack of fan support is the reason why, you know, the players, the current players are upset and why you can't, you know, attract future free agents. I think that that's, you know, I think that that's total bullshit. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we have an obligation to call it how we see it, too. Yeah, and I agree. It's, it's like, okay, it, is it, how is it the fans that do spend money and do spend time and resources and energy into this product, 
how is it our fault there isn't more fans? Isn't that the, isn't that the onus on the organization? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, 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 I mean right? <laughs> like, isn't it on, like, the organization to get more of us? Like, 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 to get more of us. Like, instead of being, like, the ones that are there, <laughs> that somehow they're the, the reason why this, this, these things, these incidents that they're overhyping, or people are, you know, like I mentioned, they're trying to drive a wedge between players that they respect and like and cheer for and root for. That's what I find is like it's almost deliberately obtuse and it upsets me. But but let's go and well, is move on. Uh, I'm done. Uh, uh, Troy, free agent rumors. It's big summer here. It is almost July first. Uh, you know we we have we're 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 in the grieving KD grieving process. Obviously, we're we're we're. You know, we're rolling through our emotions. I've, I've agreed. I've erased like five different tweets, uh, about things I wanted to say that were totally unfair and kind of mean <laughs> about Kevin Durant that, that I won't say. So, so I'm moving on. Uh, I'm still a little bitter, uh, but I'm moving on. The rumors currently, uh, that, that I'd mentioned earlier, uh, Al, uh, the Wizards were one of the teams, uh, in for Al Horford. I always thought Al Horford was, was plan B, uh, for a big fish. For this for this team, I think Nick Batum maybe is Plan B or C uh, on my list. Uh, there, there there came a report today. Darrell uh, Arthur, uh, kind of you know, more of a lower tier kind of free agent. Uh, the Wizards have interest in, and now there was a report tonight that the Wizards are interested in Ryan Anderson, who is going to take a lot more money than Darrell Arthur. Uh, probably not as much as Al Horford, but uh, you know, a prominent free agent. I know there was rumors of the Wizards maybe acquiring Ryan Anderson at the trade deadline this year. Just, just go through these players. Let's start with Al Horford and go to Ryan Anderson. Al Horford, you, I know you're a fan. I, I think he's probably going to go back to Atlanta. I think he's going to go back to Atlanta. I think he's going to go back to Atlanta. Don't think he's going to go back to Atlanta because I think Atlanta can pay him more money. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like is Atlanta going to give him the max. I mean, maybe. Uh, it's. I don't think it's a hundred percent though. They they seem to be leaving themselves yeah. some wiggle room. I, I haven't said like, oh, we're gonna take care of him. Maybe maybe he's just doing like Kevin Durant exploring his options. I think Alvaro would be a good fit. I don't know how him and Gortat would play together. He does shoot a lot of threes. I know some Atlanta Hawks fans I follow on Twitter get upset with some of his lack of rebounding. They think he should rebound more. But I like Al Horford. I think he's a good teammate, good leader. Guy's a good game. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching him. I think he would be a good fit for this team, especially with John Wall and Bradley Bill. Yeah, I, I think Horford would be a perfect fit for this team. Uh, I think that he could actually play next to uh, Gortat in the front court. You know, I know he, he's been playing center for the last few years down in, in, uh, in Atlanta. But, you know, I think that, you know, he, he, he has proven that he can, you know, stretch the defense out a little bit. I wouldn't necessarily call him a, a, a three-point shooter, but I mean, he, he could he, he can take a few shots, and uh, you know he, he he can he can create offense for himself. You know, on on the low block and in the high post. You know, he's a he's an adept passer, and uh, you know I think that he could definitely be better as a rebounder. But you know, I think that he his skills. He's a you know an extremely high IQ basketball player. You know, and I think that you know he he has uh, he has a little bit of passion too. You know, I think you know Wizards fans got a chance to see that up close and personal. Way you know, way he snatched that rebound out of Nene's hands. Uh, oh God! You're gonna, you're gonna go there. 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 What? 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 
Whenever I think of Al Hooper and Wizards, I just I just think of just Al Hooper just running out of the just running into the screen, snatching that ball from the knee and laying it up right over top of him. Yeah. You know, yeah. for, for, oh, so let's don't let Paul Pierce off the hook. Crushing Paul. Let's don't let Paul Pierce off the hook on that. He should have bodied him up. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, Paul Pierce is. Yeah, if you go back and watch the clip, I mean, he was on the ground, ankles getting broken. Well, I was on the ground. I was on the ground. <laughs> drive to the basket. Troy, <laughs> Troy, Troy, I was on the ground in my living room when this play happened. I was actually snap. I was binding it in front of my TV, and then I just fell to the ground. And then the Caps, oh. lost, then, the, then the Caps lost about twenty minutes later. It was a great, great uh, night in DC sports history. It was awesome. Playoffs. Caps got eliminated in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but I did that, or, or, or the opposite. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, Al, I think I think he's a good player. And but just like you said, I I'm not sure as far as how realistic that is as an option. Um, but I mean, you know, maybe maybe he likes free steak dinners a little bit more than Durant does. So maybe you can at least get a meeting with him. How about Ryan Anderson? I mean, Ryan Anderson, now, this is where, this is where I start to, you know, maybe question a little bit, you know, some of the motive behind trying to sign Anderson. You know, also, I think that, also been you know, he, he's, he's been injured. He's a guy who has, yeah, exactly. He's a guy, he's got crazy durability issues. You know, I think, uh, I think I saw Kyle tweeting something earlier to, uh, today that he's only played, he's been in the league eight years. He's only played more than 60 games once in the eight year span. You know that that that's not good, especially for a guy who thinks he's going to command you know fifteen million dollars plus you know on the free agency market. You know, and I think that I think that Anderson would be a splash you know uh, acquisition for a team who, who considered themselves to be you know one piece away from the championship. And I don't think that this team you know is in is even close to that realm. So. To, to you know, make a splash transaction like that, sign a guy. Which I mean, he, he's a luxury. He's a player. He's a he's a pure specialty player. He comes off the. He, I mean, for for the most part, he's been coming off the bench for his entire career. And, you know, he, he's a, a three point marksman. But you know, just because the salary cap is going up, you know, to ridiculous levels, doesn't mean that you have to you know cut the check to everybody that comes along. So I think that. You know, if if Anderson and they could get, I think for me, fifteen million dollars would be the cap that I would want to spend on him. And even at that, I'd give him two years, thirty million dollars. Like at that, that 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 would be it. I would definitely not want to commit long term to uh, Ryan Anderson. But you know, think, I think that he's think a good right, player. And I, I think that. Well, you 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 said that you're a fan of Marquise. Don't you feel this? They're kind of sim. I know Marquise doesn't have the three point range of of Brian Anderson, but they're kind of the same position. And so how does that really improve the team that much? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it improves the team because like I said earlier, I mean, there, there's literally no depth in the front court right now. So, I mean, Marquise Morris is a, he's a, he's a decent player, but I think that at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm not sure that he, he is a, you know, for, Sure, for sure, uh, starting four man in the NBA. You know, I know that he can star for a you know a good number of teams, but he's not. You know, um, 
Marquise Morris isn't in the position to say that, oh, man, we, you know, we have our four positions solidified for the next few years and that we don't have to look to upgrade. Like, you know, that, that, that would be ludicrous. So, and, and, but, but they are similar players in the sense that, you know, they, neither one of them is a, you know, like a real traditional four man with a, you know, back to the basket game. You know, they're more like, you know, stretch options. But, you know, I think that the biggest difference, though, would be the fact that Markeith only makes $8 million, whereas, you know, uh, Anderson's going to be commanding. 15 to 20 million. 15 to 20, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what what about Daryl Arthur? And I think that. Daryl Arthur? Do you like Daryl Arthur? So, now, I am actually actually a fan of if they were to sign Arthur just because I know that he would come as a cheap option. And, you know, I think that uh, what, what a lot of NBA fans realize, what don't realize when it comes to free agency is, is that the teams, the best teams are the ones that, have, that, that can project into the future. So it's not, it's not like you're trying to get caught up into spending, you know, a ton of money on guys who, you know, are, are basically on the downturn of their careers. It's like the, the best way to find value is to use your, your, use your intel and use your scouting department to try to find the next Ryan Anderson. You need to be trying to find the next, you know, stretch for who we can get on a cheap contract. And, you know, and I think Darrell Arthur has some of that potential. I think that, you know, I've been, I was looking at his three point numbers, uh, recently, and, you know, he's, his three point percentage has increased, uh, incrementally each year that he's been in the league. Um, I mean, he was a national champion at, uh, at Kansas. And he's been playing for the, for the Nuggets for a few years. And I think he, you know, is shooting in the, in the mid thirties, uh, the mid 30 percent percentage wise as far as his three point shot. And it's like, he's a player that you could sign for, you know, two or three years at five to seven million dollars, and you know, three years from now, you, that that could be looking like the most genius signing ever if you can get, you know, double digit scoring out of out of that guy. A, bit, a good bench guy, you know, a, a I, rotation I, I, guy, a guy that a guy that can maybe go and not play a couple games, but then come in when he does come in and produce. Exactly, exactly. It's you know, you you, you got to start looking for for you know, low low. Uh, Low cost, high production potential, and I think that the 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 risk would definitely uh, outweigh the reward if you were to sign a player like Darrell Arthur. You know, I think like like I said, his I think he brings more to the table than just his three point shooting too. He's a he's a hustle player. You know, he his rebounding numbers aren't the best, but I think that. You know, he. I think that he would be a perfect, you know, eighth or ninth man rotational player for an NBA roster. And if uh, and if we can get out early and try to sign him to, you know, a low deal, then I think I think that that that, that will be a win for the Wizards. Okay, okay, Troy. Okay, rank these players. Let's go back. So, so I'll, you know, KDDC, my dreams. You know, teardrops, all the emojis, all the sad, sad, sad pandas. Uh, how Horford stays in Atlanta, and now we still have a bunch of money. And Ryan Anderson's out. We don't go to Anderson. Rank these players. Who would you go after? Or just rank them. Nicholas Platoon, Harrison Barnes, Chandler Parsons. Um, I think... And this is know, max money. This is... This is, Batum, this is uh, max money. Like they're gonna have, You're going to have to pay max money probably to get these three guys. Well, I'm going to go out there. 
they're on the, there's no way that I would pay Channel Parsons max money. I don't think he's close to a max player, and I think he might be damaged goods at this point with uh, you know the kind of knee issues that he's been dealing with over the last two well, seasons. Wizards love and then Wizards uh, love Harrison Barnes. Hey, Troy, Troy, Lizards love people with bad knees. You forget this, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, Parsons uh, he might be sorely disappointed at the, at the, you know his value on the open market once teams you know kind of put that medical check on him. But um, yeah, I think he would be definitely third on that list. Barnes would be second, and uh, I think Barnes would be a lot closer to in my mind where I would have Parsons than where I would have Batum. Batum I think is actually uh, a decent option. And I would not be mad if the if the Wizards, you know, looked into you know potentially signing him. Um, I know the the with the max contract. I don't know if I'm ready to pay him twenty twenty five million dollars, but you know eight, eighteen to twenty, I, I could I could potentially get with that because uh, I think Batum is you know the quintessential three uh, and D wing in the NBA right now. But I think what he brings to the table that a lot of wings don't have is his ball handling ability. And I think that's a problem that, you know, the Wizards wings have right now. You know, Otto Porter, you know, he's a he's a great player as far as, you know, his his defensive hustle and, you know, his his shooting stroke definitely came along in the second half of last year. But, you know, I don't want to see him dribbling, especially with his left hand, like, at all on the basketball court. And I think that, you know, Kelly Oubre, you know, I think the same thing could be said for him. But in reverse, you know, the kid doesn't he doesn't know how to go right at this point. But Batum, he actually has, you know, that skill set where he can handle the ball. You know, he can he created a lot of offense for, you know, for Charlotte last year. I think he was a. You know, he, he was very instrumental in, you know, propelling that team back into the playoff hunt. I think that, you know, he, he could definitely add, uh, you know, uh, um, a, a very much needed skill set to the wing position for the Wizards. No, now, Evan Turner, Kent Bazemore. See, I know, I, I am, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a Bazemore fan. Um, I just honestly believe that Bazemore is—he's probably going to be out of the price range, and I would—I would rather spend. I would rather. I'd rather give twenty-five million dollars to Batum than to give Kent Bazemore eighteen million dollars. I just think that the difference between their skill set is that much. That you know, Batum, Batum—he actually, you know, I. I I think that there is a realm of possibility where, you know, Batum could be an all-star in two or three years. And I don't think the same can be said about Kent Bazemore. You know, I'm more so looking to find, you know, the, the next Kent Bazemore. You know, we, we, need to, we need to find the next guy off of uh, another team's uh, undrafted, uh, another team's end of the bench. So what, is there any other player? Or what about Evan Turner? Uh, Evan Turner, I think he is... Uh, Evan Turner is a playmaker, and I think that the the the, the stigma around neg- uh, around Evan Turner has you know kind of grown so much that he could probably be had for a, a low price. I, I don't know. I think he's gonna so. Get, I think he's getting a lot of money though. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't with with the way that the, the 
the NBA has started to embrace analytics and every pretty much every NBA team has, you know, an, an analytics department at this point. I mean, Evan Turner is pretty much the poster child for, you know, the, the, the whole anti-analytics movement. So I, I honestly can't see a world where he makes more than 10 to $12 million. So, you know, I think that, I think that he is a player that could be had for, you know, a, a few teams out there looking for a supplemental uh, wing player. So I think he's going to get sixty to eighty million dollars. I think you forget. I think sometimes it's it's going to be hard. Once these numbers start coming out in July, it's just going to be people on Twitter being like, "That guy's worth that," and, and probably a lot of these NBA players are going to be mad because they're going to be like, "Really, dude? Like this dude? I'm better than that is making like twice as much as me just because of the TV deal and all these teams are flush with cash. They got to spend the money. They want to upgrade. They, they have people like gadflies like me on podcasts bitching about them to do something. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they have the resources and the stuff, and they have to spend the money on someone. Now, time for commercial break. Yes, that is correct. I have a sponsor. The Pixel Roll Show is, is on the way, on the up. Sneakis, S-N-E-E-K-I-S dot com. You have all sorts of DC apparel, sports-related, cool Virginia shirts, Maryland, men's, women, children, babies, Go check it out. I have a fly hat that I wear. You can go to my Twitter uh, account. My profile picture has the baseball shirt that I wear to many Nats games. Always get compliments. I have a black DC shirt. I have a blue basketball one uh, that represents DC. Go hook up a girl. Hook up your fan with a present. Get yourself some fresh gear so you can look real sharp at the barbecues uh, this summer. And also, it supports the show at checkout. Pick someone, roll. Type it in. Get 10% off your order. Help me continue to do this independent voice that you hopefully uh, has changed your life for the better when it comes to wizard's consumption because nobody owns us at all. It's just us and our opinions, and we are not owned 30% by the team like another place called, what's their name? Oh, Comcast. also want to give a shout-out to some big supporters of the Pixel Show that hit me up on the Twitter machine. Some asking me where the hell uh, the podcast is, so that's always a positive. Sir, ah... Jax Teller, Marty Grunfeld, and Random Prier. Those are what you have on your Twitter profiles. I'm sure that is not your government name, but I just want to give a shout out to those four supporters of the show. It's awesome that, that you care and you know help helping me do my thing. So anyone else, go on iTunes, hit me up. You can email me, Adam McGinnis at Gmail. Let me know what you think. Now back to my rants of the show. So is there any other player, any other free agents that come to mind. They can be marquee ones. I guess this class isn't that marquee to begin with, but ones that you maybe yeah. flying under the radar or someone or someone like, hey, you know, maybe it's a Bizback Biombo. Maybe it is, even though I think his price is maybe too too pricey at this point. Are there any other guys out there that yeah. you have you kind of wish the Wizards would get either on and say numbers don't really matter. You know, it's always about what numbers you can get them. But just say like, hey, hey relatively speaking they can get some guy like this or take a flyer on this guy or maybe it is, you know, someone like Nicholas Patum, who I think right now is probably my top target right now for the Wizards free agency uh, after Al Horford. I think, uh, so one guy that I'm very interested in and I'm surprised that I haven't been seeing these rumors is uh, is uh, Pau Gasol. I'm actually interested. I think that he is a player that could be had for, you know, a decent value. I think that, you know, with, with his age, 
you know, I think that he's looking for, you know, kind of like the, the short-term deal. I don't think he's going to be out here pressing for, you know, a four-year contract. So I think that uh, also uh, I would be looking at um, – what? Who's the guy? Oh, Alan Crabb from uh, yeah, he's, Portland. He, yeah, I see him. I see, I see Bulls Forever did something on him the other day. Yeah, Alan, Alan Crabb is a player who, you know, he, he's he's definitely, you know, a, a young uh, prospect who is still developing his skills, but he showed over this past season that, you know, he kind of has the, you know, the chops to play in, you know, in big games, big situations. You know, he, he's a, he's a three point shooter and I think he's still developing, you know, some of his other skills. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, another player who's a, a free agent that uh, I'm kind of intrigued by is, uh, Evan Fournier from, uh, the Orlando Magic. Which guy, which player? Oh, uh, Evan Fournier. Yeah, I think Fournier is a player that. Another French uh, guy. Another French guy. Yeah, Evan Fournier from the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Batum and Fournier. Two more French players. We miss yeah, Kevin Serpent. We, <laughs> we miss Kevin Serpent so much. We got, we got another French guy. Yeah, I mean, Fournier, Fournier is definitely, uh, you know, he's a, he's a definitely a project, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, he developed some real chops last year, you know, playing for the Magic as a, as a shooter and as a creator. The only problem, I think, is now with uh, Orlando trading Oladipo that they, you know, put themselves in a position where, where they pretty much have to re-sign Fournier. So I think that they're going to be definitely, you know, trying to, you know, bid for him. But, um you know, I think you know, like, those are my top three uh, options. I think Gasol, Fournier, and Alan Crabb are all players that the Wizards should definitely look into. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's, it's it's some. I mean, once we get over this Kevin Kevin Durant fog, and we finally get a player, uh, it's it's gonna be exciting. Is not the right word, but you know, there's a lot of it's kind of up in the air. I mean, like you said, you know, we only have six guys on this roster. I mean, there's going to be a lot of new guys coming in. They're going to spend some of this money. They do have flexibility. They do have options. They have the resources. It'll be interesting to see how this makeup of this team really shakes out. And of course, you know, I will be probably bitching or saying it's awesome. And then, I'm, then I'll be wrong. Like I was wrong when I said that the team would win 51 games this year. Uh, 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 Troy, Troy. So, I was getting ready at this summer to get really pissed off at Coach K when John Wall was going to get snubbed to the Team USA team. Uh, again, him and Bradley Beal have worked out for the team uh, over the years and not make it in the last championship in 2014. Uh, Wall seemed to be, you know, Kyrie and the connection with, with Coach K. Wall seemed like the odd man out. I actually asked Wall, uh, about Team USA uh, at his last press conference. I had no idea that his knee situation the way it was. It's now weird because now John Wall, it looks like maybe would have made the team if he was healthy uh, with everyone pulling out, uh, you know, with LeBron pulling out, with Westbrook pulling out, with Damon Lillard pulling out. That It's unfortunate. I think John Wall, there was a spot for John Wall uh, if he was not, at, you know, had had his knee surgery. In the offseason, then all of a sudden, uh, Bradley Beal's in the mix. So Bradley Beal, 
is in the mix, which, you know, I was never going to think Bradley Beal was going to make the team. It was always going to maybe be John Wall. And my complaints were going to be about John Wall getting screwed over. And my my Duke hatred was going to come out. And, you know, Kyrie's going to be Coach K's pet, you know, before Kyrie, you know, won, won an NBA title, uh, which kind of unfortunately diffuses my uh, Kyrie arguments, uh, which sucks. <laughs> but, Bradley, but Bradley Beal gets it. But Bradley, <laughs> The worst thing for Wizards fans about the Cavs winning the title is the, the Kyrie John Wall argument is now like he has a championship. Like really, like give it, give all props to Kyrie, you know, who I, I still believe you know is is not you know a, a winning basketball player, but I mean he 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 made the play, so I got to give him the credit. He made the shot, dude. He went nuts. He went nuts in that in that game five, which which was a pivotal moment in the series because the Warriors should just close him out. And, you know, unless, you know, because Draymond's a dirty, dirty SOB. But, but Troy, so, so it's reported, and it's funny. So when I, when, I, when I started this podcast and I said, hey, you know, got so many topics, so many Wizards news, I probably would have led with Bradley Beal turning down the invite of Team USA. But there's so much else going on. But it is a story. It is news. Bradley Beal decided uh, to turn down the option to play with Team USA and the Olympic team. Uh, and not go, it seemed like he had a shot and legitimately would have been on the team if he wanted wanted to do it. He chose not to. Where are you on his decision of, of choosing to skip the Olympics and and, and yeah. not play? I'm not I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. I think that, you know, Bill is a player who could have definitely used you know, uh, some time around a, a, a group of other elite players. And I think that, you know, he he definitely could have benefited from, you know, just being around those guys and understanding that, you know, he, he's on their level. And I think that, you know, there, there's been, you know, a proven track record of younger younger players who have spent time around uh, Team USA. You know, I, I remember, uh, shoot, even Steph Curry, when he played on the, uh, on the, on the 2014 yeah. on the World Championship, he came back that after that summer. You know, he was a totally different player. Another, another, one, too, like, another one, too, was 2010. Kevin Durant was the lead guy for them in 2010 in the World Championship as well. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like, you know, if, if Beal, you know, would have, you know, I understand that he hasn't signed his contract yet. But I mean, I, from from every sense that we're getting is that you know that this is pretty much a formality of him signing his you know max deal, which would give him the, the you know the financial security that you know he he's kind of looking for right now. And I think that with that financial security in the bag, you know, why not try to improve yourself? Why not you know be around the best players in the world? You know, every day training with them. You know, instilling that confidence in yourself that you can, you know, you know, be on this level with these guys. So, you know, I, I was not a fan of him turning it down. You know, I think a lot of Wizards fans got caught up in into thinking that the you know it, it's a good thing because now he can't get hurt. I mean, if you're playing basketball, just because he's not playing on the Olympic team doesn't mean he's not playing basketball every single day. You know, you, you can get hurt, you know, doing, doing anything. You can get hurt doing your drills. I mean, you can't, you can't live your life that way. You know, he's a professional basketball player. He's paid to play basketball. So, you know, if, if he wanted to go out there and play for the Olympic team, 
you know, I think that, you know, the, the, the benefit uh, would have clearly outweighed the, the risk of him, you know, suffering another, another injury. Well, I, I feel like if he would have got injured this year and played all games, that he definitely would have accepted it. And if he didn't have this contract situation uh, looming, that he definitely would have played for it. I think those are two factors of his camp decided, his agent, his family, him personally. I, I think those were factors. I do wonder the organization's role in this because Ted Leonis has been on the record. I actually asked him, a, I actually specifically asked him a question in a press conference years ago. This was around Nene playing in the 2012 Olympics uh, when they had the injury issues and he was, you know, kind of pressured to play in, in, in London. He comes back and then sits out half the season. And I do wonder if Ted Leonis' opinion has kind of maybe changed a little bit behind the scenes. I know that Ted Leonis is, he doesn't take the hard, fast uh, stance that Mark Cuban was. I think that was, that was what my question was to him was, Hey, do you, do you believe the way Mark Cuban believes where he's like, you know, I don't want Dirk playing for that. You know, I'm paying him a hundred million dollars. If he gets hurt, then I, I lose out. But I do wonder now with the experience of Nene uh, getting hurt and now with John Wall being hurt, Bradley, Bradley Beal, uh, you know, being brittle and now about to give him a max deal. I do, I do, I am curious to see behind the scenes how much maybe the Wizards, uh, maybe didn't say Bradley Beal don't do it, but like, be like, you know, hey, we're encouraging you to maybe not accept it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't really know if, you know, that the behind the scenes thing is going on, but I mean, if that is, I, mean, I completely understand because. You know, the the organization is just as invested as, as Bill is into making sure that, you know, he plays his best basketball during the regular season for the Washington Wizards and not during the summertime for, you know, Team USA. But, you know, I, I just I, – I'm just also in the camp that, you know, Bill has a very, very high basketball ceiling, and I think that – you know, uh, that trip to Rio this summer would have gone a long way into helping him reach uh, that ceiling. So so speaking of injuries, another news item that gets buried on the list, the Wizards have fired their trainer, Eric Waters. Uh, I never, I didn't really have a personal relationship with Eric Waters. Uh, you know, I talked to him here and there over the years. He was, he was on Flip's staff. He's been with the team for a while. He, we kind of gave him credit for helping Martell to come back. But now, and you know, getting Denae to play maybe this year, he deserves some credit. Uh, John Wall from his injuries coming back uh, early in his career. John Wall basically had not missed a game for a long time, uh, you know, three or four years until uh, this, you know, at the end of the season. Now he has knee surgery in the offseason here he's recovering from. My first comment was, you, you know, a pithy one that, you know, Eric Waters, the trainer, and Randy Whitman are the scapegoats of this 41-41 and 41 season, while the rest of everyone's still getting the paychecks uh, in this organization. They all get a pass while we're going to fire the coach and the trainer <laughs> and in the front office who, you know, should be ultimately responsible, and the ownership, you know, decides that they all get a pass. What were your thoughts of... Uh, of the Wizards trainer getting getting fired, how much is he responsible for these injuries? I don't really. It's hard to tell, honestly. I can't tell yeah, I, how, how it is, but it's also. I mean, it's, I also it's also it's also it's also it's also to say like he does. He is the trainer, and dudes are getting hurt. So you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I wouldn't necessarily say that he's responsible for uh, any injuries, but what I would say, uh, what I would say is, you know, I, I can clearly remember uh, from two years ago when Wall broke his wrist in uh, in the Atlanta Hawks playoff series that uh, you know this was a big deal about the diagnosis of his injury, and you know I remember that. <laughs> The, the press conference and everything going uh, off on Michael Lee. Yeah, yeah, it got, it got Michael Lee kind of chewed out. But, you know, looking back on it, I mean, he was doing some good reporting because, you know, when the injury first happened, you know, they were saying, you know, it's just a sprain, you know, it'll be fine, put some ice on it, you know. And I think Wall and his camp, you know, they had to go to, you know, you know second and third opinions to finally find out that, you know, that his wrist was broken. And, you know, that's the type of misdiagnosis that could, you know, affect, you know, the, 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 someone's career. And I feel like, you know, if, 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 if that one offense was it, I mean, I think that might be egregious enough to, you know, warrant a move, you know, from, from, from the uh, management. But, you know, I think overall, in a sense, I think that, uh, you know, this team has had issues with, uh, the players recovering from their injuries. So I think there have been too many times where, you know, a player would get injured and it would be like, okay, you know, this should be maybe like a week or two. And that turns into, you know, three to four weeks. And it's like, you know, that, that, that maybe has something to do with, you know, what, what's going on with uh, the, the head of the training staff. So, and, and from what I read though, you know, that they only, they only uh, fired him and kept the rest of the staff pretty much. So, you know, who knows how much is really going to change. You know, just like you say, he could be made out to be uh, the scapegoat. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I agree. That, 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 that's a total monumental move as well. Uh, other breaking news tonight, and this will be the last topic. I know we've been talking for a long time. We should probably go to bed. Uh is is uh, is that there's a, finally a new beat writer for the Washington Post uh, that's covering the team. Candace Buckner uh, is coming from the Indianapolis Star. She's breaking news tonight. Uh, I've I met her a couple of times, I think, in some scrums. She covered the Pacers for a while. You know, a black woman, pretty cool and progressive, especially in this male-dominated culture. Uh, she does. She is a good writer. Has credentials. Uh, Jorge, I, I thought Jorge Casillo picked, picked up uh, very well, uh, especially this season, uh, from Michael Lee's just you know phenomenal work of, of covering the team. Uh, just your thoughts of them finally a new team, or just anything you know about uh, Candace Buckner? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a fan of Candace. Uh, I read her stuff. She, she was over at the uh, with, I think the Indy Star, so she was a beat writer covering the Pacers. And yeah, I mean, she, she, you know, she, she's a good reporter. And I think that, you know, it, it'll be a definite, uh, definite, definite, different touch in the Wizards locker room going forward to, you know, get, get a, get a, get a woman in there. You know, maybe I, I, I really would have loved to have seen her try to soften up, uh, soften up Randy with his, yes, with his, uh, yes, yes. interview. But, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, Scott Brooks will, you know, probably, you know, get be 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 much more uh, <laughs> generous and, and nice to uh, to to the reporters. At least it won't be so ornery 
like uh, like Whitman was on on so many different occasions. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I think. No, keep go ahead. Go ahead. Keep, no, keep going, dude. And I was going to say, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, all of the work that she's going to be doing and producing for the post. You know, I think, uh, I think, I think it's a great opportunity, you know, to have, to have, uh, you know, a, a, a woman on the Wizards beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, de- I definitely agree. Uh, and, and, you know, she has credentials and it'd be a good addition. Jorge decided that he wanted to go, a friend of the podcast, friend of the Pixel World show, Jorge Casillo. He's now covering the Nats game, and the Nats game was at tonight. Uh, it took it took uh, it was almost two hour or no, almost ninety minutes to play the first three innings. I was like Jesus, <laughs> and you said that you saw Jorge complaining about uh, the the length of the game. I was like, well, uh, you know, welcome to baseball again, there, Jorge. <laughs> exactly, but you know, Jorge he did an amazing job, you know, covering the Wizards. So I'm sure that. You know, he, he, he's going to transition, you know, quite well going on over and, and covering, covering the Nationals. You know, he, he, at the end of the day, he, he, uh, he might be getting to a championship parade a, a lot sooner with that switch. So, <laughs> Well, as a Nats season ticket holder, uh, I hope so. And as a tortured D.C. sports fan, I just want something positive to happen to us because for some reason, bad things happen even though – uh, we don't really deserve it. I don't know. I I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand it at all. Yeah, but Troy, Troy, is it? Yeah, no, last week, if Cleveland can prosper, any, anything's possible, right? That is, that, that is true. I I will be in Constitution Ave without my shirt, uh, celebrating uh, the Capitals of the Nats winning a title. If the Wizards win a title, I might be naked. <laughs> uh, I might be on a three day bender and be like, Adam, what's going on? I've just been dudes been celebrating the championship, bro. Haven't you know, haven't showered, haven't slept, <laughs> shirts are off, you know. Recreational uh, activities have been happening, you know, it's been it'd be amazing. It'd be it'd be amazing, Troy. But hey man, it's been a long time. I I know I've kept you so long. Is there parting party thoughts? Is there anything you're looking forward to this summer? Uh, with this franchise and this team, or anything you have to say before we go? Yeah, I'm, I, I think the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to, so I was talking to Kyle, uh, I think we're both going to be out in Vegas for Summer League this oh, you're summer. Gonna be, oh, you're going to be out in so Vegas? I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm going to be out in Vegas. So I'm looking forward to trying to see if uh, if Kelly Oubre can take that next jump. You know, I think, like like I said, you know, it's going to be tough, you know, for, for the Wizards to – to really make that splash in free agency, not only this summer and next summer, it's not really, you know, too many, you know, um, you know, franchise caliber players. So I think that the best possible way to get that next franchise player is to develop from within. So I think this is going to be a big summer for, for Kelly Oubre, and I'm I'm very interested to see, you know, how he can develop and and. You know, just just how uh, high the ceiling uh, his game has. What, what's, your, what's your Vegas plans? Are you going to so, all the, you know? What's your, what's your What's your Vegas plans? Are you going to all the games, or you're just kicking with some friends? Where are you staying? So, what's my, the Vegas plan are, you know, my Vegas plans. I'm going to do uh, a a six day trip where I'm going to try to split it up and do a couple of days in uh, Vegas and a couple of days in L.A. So. Yeah, I'm going to try to just get out west, try to enjoy some of that beautiful weather, you know, try to uh, stay out of the casinos 
Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I was going to make and, a question. Uh, well, I'd, be play, I'd be playing a lot of craps, but yes. <laughs> At the strip club and the club. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I frequent uh, the, the, the craps table, you know, every time I step into it. I've actually, I've actually run into some... Uh, some 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 wizards personnel people in in Maryland live before so cool <laughs> that's really good. Well, yeah I'm really that, excited for the yeah, casino to open up at uh, National Harbor I feel a lot of two a.m. three a.m. Uh, Uber Uber rides in my future <laughs> so yeah but yeah I'll, hopefully I'll stay out of the casino and uh, and stay in in, in the Mackey Center trying to trying to watch some quality basketball. Well, I already got Kyle to confirm to do some podcast shows uh, after some of the summer league games with maybe Adam Rubin as well. So maybe I'll get you involved to 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 talk 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 the you know what's going on in the arena, what's happening to these players, what you seeing on the on the sites of a of a. And, and I was telling Kyle, I was like, "Yo, dude, we're not going to break down being like, oh, the second quarter run was very instrumental." It's like it's pickup ball, dude. I don't give a shit. I don't know, like. What were you feeling? What were the guys saying? What did? You, what was the sense you got on the ground of being in the court more so than some type of like basketball breakdown? Because in reality, it's just summer league, man. <laughs> exactly, it's just summer league. But uh, you know, at the, at the same time, you know, it, we're 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 all you know very big NBA fans, and we're Jonesing. Uh, we're Jonesing for basketball. Exactly, Jones in for basketball. Got to get that fix in, right? <laughs> just, just, just like the gambling fix. Well, uh, hopefully, good luck on the table, uh, Troy, Troy. Troy, thank you so much for joining me and uh, talking to me for a while. We're gonna have to make yeah, two, man, it's not a problem. Make two podcasts for this. I haven't had you on a while, but it's good, great stuff, dude. I really appreciate you taking the time, dude. Yeah, man, it's not a problem, Adam. Man, yeah, we we we'll definitely have to still get up sometime soon, man. And, uh, you know, chop it up, grab a drink, and uh, <laughs> oh, the summer, the, get some, get some, yes, we, summer, we, summer, <laughs> summer's upon us. Summer is upon us. Well, thank you, thank you, everyone, for listening. I always appreciate your support. Uh, you know, it's been a rough, rough go here with the draft and Kevin Durant. Hopefully, I didn't depress you. My rants about the fans, uh, you, you know, power up, power to the people of uh, us Wizards fans. Don't, don't let anyone discourage you. Because, you know, hey, it's entertainment, it's basketball, but I'm glad all you care, and I'm glad that you guys all listen to me. So, thank you, everyone, and as always, go Mother Effing Wiz. Peace out. Peace out. Okay.